Well, we need some levity sometimes in these dark times, and hmm. uh, you got a, you got a joke. I've got a joke for you. <laughs> I've got a joke. There's some great memes going around. I wish I could share the best of them, but they're not for radio. Well, that's right. Uh, and memes can struggle on the radio. I've often found. But um, anyway, this this may make you laugh, or it may make make you despair. But this is the president of the most uh, powerful, wealthy country on the planet uh, describing coronavirus and COVID nineteen in terms which you'd hope a child would be aware uh, was you know completely wrong. They develop drugs like the antibiotics. You see it. Antibiotics used to solve every problem. Now one of the biggest problems the world has is the germ has gotten so brilliant that the antibiotic can't keep up with it. And they're constantly trying to come up with a new. People go to a hospital and they catch, they go for a heart operation. That's no problem. But they end up dying from, from problems. You know the problems I'm talking about. Uh, there's a whole genius to it. We're fighting, not only is it hidden, but it's very smart, okay? It's invisible. And it's hidden, but it's it's very smart. <laughs> I like the, the, you go in with the high condition problems. You know the problems I'm talking about. Um, look, I, I realize that there are other people who are unaware that antibiotics don't deal to viruses, but you just would expect the president of the states to understand that antibiotics, yes, can be magnificent. You don't want to overuse them, but they will always fail when you're trying to tackle a virus. I guess so. Not being a doctor, I I, I prefer to, to, to not make any comment. Which perhaps the president should do from time to time when he's just busking. Yes, that's right. Uh, he says the metrics are in his head when it comes to his decisions. You say, sir, what metrics you will use to make that decision? Uh, the metrics right here. That's my metrics. That's all I can do. I can listen to 35 people. At the end, I've got to make a decision. And I didn't think of it until yesterday. I said, you know, this is a big decision. He was pointing to his head during that. There we go. Good times. A little bit of Easter cheer. Uh, at 11 minutes to four, let's now cross to our US correspondent who is coming to us from his apartment in New York, Joel Lubby. Thank you for being on the program. Pleasure. Thank you. So, Joel, the USA has now the most COVID-19 related deaths in the world, passing Italy's total. And we've got Trump talking about reopening the country. Uh, I think the quote is, we are looking at a date. How's that being received? Look, it depends on who you ask, because here in New York, the narrative is kind of starting to swing in that direction as well. So there are a couple of important things to to, uh, weigh up here. Yes, the the cases in the US are are very, very worrying, and the, the death toll is exceptionally high. But it is starting to plateau across a lot of the states that were drawing concern this time last week. We are starting to see it flatten out. And, you know, maybe it's a bit presumptuous, uh, but but uh, New York State, for example, and the Trump administration are both at least talking in broad terms about this idea of reopening the economy. The question is when? And that is kind of the sticking point for a lot of people. I, I think most are in agreement, though, that it's not going to be any time soon. Uh, maybe there'll be some sort of staggered reopening of the US in you know some four, six weeks or so. But the discussions have been underway because it's the only thing that people are asking right now. When, when can we get out of our houses? When is life going to return to normal? Uh, so so I, I guess that is why 
the um, the narrative has started to build like that, but uh, you can understand as well, in a lot of sections of the community, it is still a very unpopular point of discussion right now, given uh, the US is in the midst of this crisis. So when, when you watch a, a press conference with Trump, you, it's not hard to get the impression that he's busking a little bit. But on the other side, he's got his public health officials. How much of a say will they actually have when push comes to shove? They will call the shots. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. And, and Trump himself was asked that question a, a few days ago and, and he threw his hands up and said, look, ultimately it comes down to uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Deborah Burks, who are the, the two kind of figureheads of the coronavirus task force here. Their uh, advice to the nation, I think everyone is in agreement, has been uh, it, it, it has been on the money for the most part. The, the social distancing reforms that they pushed for heavily and are now subsequently been extended across so much of the country uh, are working. They are reaping the benefits because finally we're starting to see this plateau in cases here in New York, across the pond in New Jersey as well, where, you know, this time last week we were wondering how high is this curve going to go before we see any sort of, uh, you know, signs of, um, uh, signs of improvement. Uh, they are urging, though, at the same time, uh, there's no need to rush back into this because the last thing that we want is a second wave of coronavirus to hit just when everybody lets their guard down. So ultimately, the final decision is going to fall to them. So the polls have swung around a little bit. Initially, Trump had gone up, but he seems to have dropped right back down in the polls. What's the latest? Yeah, it depends on the polls, I suppose. So I think the latest one that I saw had Joe Biden uh, overtaking him. But I, I, honestly, the, if you if you read the tea leaves right now, uh, the election is the last thing on anybody's mind. It, the, it, I, I don't think I've seen Joe Biden uh, in any way, shape or form on any form of media for at least the last four weeks. The, the talk has just been coronavirus, coronavirus. And ultimately, I think it's going to fall down to how Trump handles this overall. Uh, and that will either be his great success or his great failure, uh, because this is likely to run right up until the November election. And really on voters' minds, at least in the uh, in, in the short term future, this is the only thing that's going to be on their minds. So, well, well, speaking yeah, of which, um, yeah, speaking of which, Bernie Sanders, having pulled out, has mm. been not that big a story. No, uh, and I, I think most people uh, weren't surprised when he did drop out because that was the story that realistically we should have been hearing about this four, six weeks ago or so when the writing was on the wall for Bernie Sanders. Uh, he has exited the race uh, probably uh, quite, quite strategically because in the midst of this firestorm, uh, he has quietly uh, you know, shifted into the background and uh, exited with a little bit of grace and, uh, you know, not the typical fanfare that you would get in any other day where a political candidate of his stature pulls out and it's wall-to-wall coverage, uh, you know, rubbing salt into the wound, if you want to call it that. So uh, that, that was destined to happen. It, it has happened now. And uh, really, it's just mere formality for a, a Trump-Biden showdown. Uh, getting back to the, the COVID-19 uh, issues. So we've got New York was the epicentre. Is there any concern that, well, New York may be seeing a tailing off, but some other states are going to take, take up the batons, so to speak? Yes. Uh, New Jersey uh, across the pond is 
the next biggest concern. Uh, you know, New York is well out in front in terms of case numbers, in terms of deaths. But you know, you got to remember as well that New Jersey borders New York. Uh, up until a few weeks ago, there was still a lot of people moving around between those cities because uh, between those states, a lot of people work in New York but live in New Jersey and vice versa. Uh, So that is where the attention is going to shift when New York starts to get more of a grip on the situation here. A lot of eyes on California as well. Uh, Down in Florida, Louisiana, those, those sorts of states are now starting to see a bit of an uptick in cases. But the good news is uh, that with a place like New York, it is so well prepared now to to take on any you know uptick in cases that a lot of the equipment is just sitting there unused and now ready to be moved to the next state uh, that's going to need it. They're calling it surge and flex. So you know move the equipment to where it's needed most. Uh, and and so what health officials here federally are saying is that you know if if the curves can kind of time themselves right. One state's going to go down, another's going to tick up, but we'll be able to move things there in time to deal with that. Just very quickly, what's happening with Heart Island in New York? Yeah, that that is a rather sombre and depressing story here. Heart Island is a a little island that lies just off uh, the Bronx up in northern Manhattan. Uh, It's typically been the burial place for uh, people who've who've died without anybody in their family. Uh, and, and, you know, they were taking maybe a couple of dozen burials a week. That's essentially shifted into a makeshift mass grave, as, as horrific as it is to say that, uh, because the morgues are just, uh, you know, spilling over here. It, it, even though New York is starting to plateau, we still have more than 8,000 people who have died, many of whom have died alone. Uh, and unfortunately, Hard Island is kind of serving as this... Uh, this poster child for, for the virus right now and the aftermath of it. A lot of patients who've succumbed to the illness are being buried there even temporarily until, it is, uh, until it's safe or until New York is in a position to take them and rebury them so their families can give them the respect that they deserve. Uh, so that, that, that is the situation right now. They've buried hundreds of people there over this past week. Uh, and, and unfortunately, with cases still up in that very, very high level, uh, we probably will, will see that island be utilised to its capacity.